Vegan Radio number 87 was recorded on November 15th, 2009. That was my eardrums. <laughs> Glad I, was no, I wasn't laughing at the time. <clears throat> you know now I'm deaf. Tofu. Deaf and dumb and blind and born to follow. Yeah. So today on Vegan Radio we have the Veggie Brothers... And who are they? <laughs> are they brothers? Did we find out if they're our brothers? Uh, I suspect they're brothers of humanity. They're all our brothers. Are they like brothers from another mother? Everyone's our brother. <clears throat> well, yes. This, uh, we have uh, Michael from the Veggie Brothers, who is one of the founders, I believe. <coughs> and, uh, they do home delivery internet order your meals on the internet vegan wow. tv dinners that's, that's what's right. going on folks now don't degrade <laughs> you're gonna f- Are there, hey sometimes you want a vegan tv dinner you know what i'm saying we're gonna find you know out about uh, their flash freezing process find out how that works flash freezing mm-hmm. it's better than flash frying that's true i don't know speak for yourself yeah well depends on what you're frying i guess <laughs> or freezing for that matter depends who you're flashing mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah, Excellent. So, um, that's that's going to be interesting. Uh, we met them at the Veggie Pride Parade this summer, and um, they solicited us to be on Vegan Radio. Excellent. The number one vegan. It's podcast. nice when they. It's nice when they come to us. It, <laughs> it makes things much easier. Are we going to get <clears> some? The number one vegan show in Northampton. Are we going to get some of the TV dinners so that we get to try them? I know. I was expecting one in the mail today, but uh, what's going on? So you know, this is a uh, this we is Vegetarian Awareness Month. It is. Are you were you aware of that? I, November. I was not aware. Yep, it's always it's vegetarian always Vegetarian Awareness, awareness month. month. Every year, and there was even a uh, Vegetarian like Awareness Day at the beginning of the month. Ooh. Where were you? I don't know, but probably we need, out voting. We need to <laughs> we need to set up a some tabling, some vegan information tabling. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That would be good. Get the word out. Yes. Quiet. You're, <laughs> you're full of interesting responses today. It's not as if people are going to be like, oh, it's November. I'm suddenly aware <laughs> of vegetarianism. Well, <clears throat> at least they didn't give us February. Yeah, I suppose so. Although, you know, there's uh, February is kind of a boring month. Maybe that would have well, been February nice. is uh, Black History boring Month, month. and wi- Women's Day. Month or something. So, like, they, I see. they put up everyone into February. I think it's another ploy by the patriarchy to give all the oppressed the shortest month <laughs> of the year. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Although it you know, changes from 28 to 29 days, which I think kind of makes it more dynamic. It's the di- most dynamic month of the year. It's the month that you're, you want to get through the quickest because it's so cold. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> but now that Barack Obama's president, maybe maybe we'll change... Black History Month till like August or something. That could work. I think it would be better. Yeah, maybe his, his birthday could become like you know a holiday too. When's his birthday? I don't know. Oh, I'll look that up for <coughs> you. So and now on to bigger and better things. On, yep. to, on to veganism. So as you know, this this past uh, week was you know go vote your conscience. Uh, it was day Where? on November. What was it? The third. 
I was around somewhere. I think I was unconscious that day. Yep. So, uh, you know, you don't want to hear the local news, but because uh, nothing has changed here. But uh, in uh, in Ohio, they actually uh, voted a uh, a constitutional amendment to uh, limit laws that might interfere with the treatment of animals in animal agriculture. Really? So this is not a good thing? Uh, no. Was this like a ballot initiative or? Um, I'll get back to you on that. I have the word Ohio. Well, if, if it was a vote. <laughs> flying around my brain. A vote about laws on an election day, it probably was. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I mean, gosh, you know, a constitutional amendment? Come on. Uh, what's up with that, Ohio? Well, you know, the meat eaters are the majority and they're, they're scared because we're starting to make some progress. Yeah, well, they've nothing to be scared of. We're not trying to take away their rights or anything. We're just trying, not yet. We're just like, trying sure we to educate them. <laughs> That's sure we all. Good. We're just what? trying to give rights to those who don't have them. Oh, uh, yep, exactly. You know, that we're talking about the disenfranchised here. Um, and, uh, I don't know. It's just not good. So I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you the story a little bit now that I've found my my source. <laughs> uh, <coughs> uh, two days ago, that's right. Two days ago today, citizens of Ohio voted on issue two over livestock care standards. The point of which was to establish a 13-member board to regulate all matters of care for livestock and poultry, uh, and it passed by a 30% margin. Uh, the approach lobbied by, uh, for by the big agricultural businesses has essentially handed power over uh, such matters to these same companies through delegation of animal regulation to a small, vulnerable board. This will result in the perpetuation of a business model and practices that are abusive to animals and threatening to our health, according to this article. Um, the approach, uh, let's see, the conditions under which industrial farm animals are raised are terribly inhumane. Uh, Cattle, for example, are crammed into quarters so small they can't turn around, 90% green-fed, which is unnatural, and uh, they're collectively inje injected with 70% of the antibiotics in the U.S. Uh, they live in filthy conditions. Of course, that all ends up in the water. Uh, mentioning these conditions, however, is not meant to support an intrinsic value claim for the humane treatment of animals. That argument generally does very little to support its own primary aim, the improvement of animal living conditions. What are more directly important uh, to most people are the effects of these conditions on human health. You know, how does it affect me and mine, you know, and things that I'm aware of and care about? Uh, the cra let's see, the cramped conditions, for example, are conducive to the spread of diseases. Eggs from hens raised in confinement are 250%. That's two and a half times more likely to contract salmonella. The conditions also support the emergence of new diseases, such as bird flu and the more recent swine flu. Uh, so much antibiotic use not only uh, indicates highly suspect conditions. Uh, why do they need so much medicine? Uh, but it also creates strands of super bacteria that are highly risky to the human body. Like, for example, extreme drug-resistant tuberculosis, mm. which I was trying to think of yeah, last week. <laughs> I recall that. Yes, tuberculosis. Yes. That's not, a, that's not a word you want to hear mentioned around the house. She's got tuberculosis. Uh, Issue True created a 13-member panel to manage these conditions practiced by nearly all of the meat industry, uh, which will quite simply solidify the status quo. It replaces federal regulation with a small group that would be susceptible to corruption from the corporations that support the idea. So there you go. Anyhow, uh, this whole article is obviously on, you know, it's, um, it's from Huffington Post. Um, 
or is uh it's not from Huffington Post. <laughs> it's from the Heights. It's from a a, 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 a site called the Heights. Uh but it mentions Huffington Post. But anyway, it's obviously sympathetic to the animals. So uh check it out, go to Google, look up this Ohio law and do all you can to uh, spread the word about this and uh see what we can do. I'm sure Farm Sanctuary's got to be somewhat on top of this, right? <clears throat> Some kind of anti yeah, the uh, Humane Society is not giving up in, in response to the whole situation. They said, we're not giving up. <laughs> and there you we have it. We never surrender. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's, I, I think, like, you know, what, we're, if we're focusing on getting people to go vegan, we can bypass this whole system eventually. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it don't matter. There's, there's obviously the welfare issue, um, and certainly that should be pursued. Um, and people who have got lots of energy because they're eating vegan food should be there pursuing that. <laughs> um, but obviously, the uh, you know n- the major change is only going to come when individuals make better choices and kinder choices. And how do we get people to do that? Um, by by helping them to overcome their fears so that they are free to open up their hearts. Their get fear of tofu chain- changes their heart. Their their fear of the alien. The fear of the other. Um, the for example, fear of for example, if you were to go to uh, Ohio, Derek, on the vegan bus, <laughs> you people would just faint in the streets seeing you go by because they're Good. just not used to it. <laughs> um, they've been it's sheltered. Stop. It's been kept away from them. Watch out, Ohio. But uh, we'd love to hear from some Ohioans who are sympathetic to, uh, <laughs> call to now. the animals. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, call now uh, as you're there's listening to our podcast. There's some cool places in Ohio. I'm sure there are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you, you to name a few. And if you can think of one, Megan, you let me know during the show. Yes. If anyone can tell us a cool place in Ohio, call in now. All I know is it's round on both ends and tall in the middle. Um, so there you go. Is Cincinnati? Is that in Ohio? <laughs> but here's some, here's some news that's going to make everybody faint. Al Gore has said, No! I'm not a vegetarian, but I have cut back sharply on the meat that I eat. Oh. It is absolutely correct that the growing meat intensity of diets around the world is one of the issues connected to this global crisis, not only because of the CO2 involved, but also because of the water consumed in the process. You could add in the health consequences as well. Yep. Finally, something. He's, he, at least he spoke something He's caving to in. Substituting more fruit and vegetables in an everyday diet was the responsible thing to do. He said, I've made those cho- changes. <laughs> <coughs> and while I don't go quite as far as Nick. Who's uh, Nick. Nick would Nick be... The, uh, Nick the vegan? Nick the vegan. <laughs> Nicholas Stern uh, in the UK, uh, who in, the, in a related story um, kind of uh, backed down on his uh, thing. I wasn't saying people should go vegetarian. I'm just saying that it's better if you do. I see. You know, I think he was, he was kind of starting to vacillate. But anyway, uh, he's made those changes. He's not going quite as far as saying everybody should become a vegetarian, partly because it's difficult enough to get the agreement without adding that on top of it. It is a legitimate point of view, said Al Gore. I think we have an excellent chance of getting a framework agreement that's binding and puts us on the right road, he said. Much depended on the U.S.'s ability to pass climate change legislation before December, but he said the odds were favorable that that would happen. So he's talking about, of course, the um, global agreement Mm. on climate change. Um, So there you go. Isn't that nice of him? you know that James Lovelock, the... uh, Gaia hypothesis? Gaia hypothesis inventor <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. thinks that it's too late for us 
Mm, there's a lot no of no matter what we do. There's a lot of scientists who think that it's too late for us. Yeah, I mean, if but you're if talking about go, global warming, if we warming, go to yeah. higher ground, uh huh, and uh, start our vegan c- commune on the moon, we might be the <laughs> we might be able to bring humanity back in a few hundred years. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, you've, if you haven't uh, checked it out, I know I, I saw the on, on uh, I think it was TED dot com this this video time lapse from from uh, months and years of of uh, filming glaciers mm, and they are crazy. just flying into the ocean just at a rate you wouldn't believe like the, and they show the scale like this one is about six thousand capital buildings in size and this is the size of rhode island and here it goes and it just goes into the ocean and off it goes floating around melting and uh and yes the it's it seems strange that to me in a way that you know with these glaciers falling in the ocean and the polar caps melting and not coming back every year that um that the, the sea levels really haven't you know completely risen like you know yeah. a huge amount but uh at this rate they sure are but the bigger issue also is desalination of the uh of the water if if, if it becomes desalinated mm-hmm. enough it'll change currents and that'll change the uh the the picture in say europe apparently like britain will become another ice age wow yeah how about that so be ready turning points. Very, turning points very critical point here <coughs> yes a turning point i think we're already past the critical point maybe Mm, well, Scott doesn't believe me. I believe you. Okay. I believe you. We're doomed. <laughs> uh, doomed, I say. Doomed. And if you happen to know where there's some good land, say, oh, I don't know, 20 meters above sea level that's cheap, I'd love to talk to you. <laughs> I think we need to get the vegan boat going. I need some <laughs> I need some lakefront and shorefront property. I mean, we could make an am- amphibian vegan bus. That would be cool. Wouldn't it? If yeah. We could, like, dri- just drive and then go across water and then drive on land and then go across water you could make it hydroponic <laughs> and maybe we would need some uh, s- ski sleds on it too Ooh, something or something hydroponics <laughs> going on you know is that the right saying? word is that the yeah. right word <laughs> you know, amphibious you know i don't think so amphibious so uh bob barker donated a million dollars oh my god to who to an animal rights professor wow Bob Barker isn't that I great i should have became bob an animal barker rights professor is awesome it wasn't like the uh guy from vegan freaks was it bob torres <laughs> <laughs> no that would be that would be dangerous to give that man a million dollars <laughs> really no i just kid it'd be like you know he'd, he'd probably write a huge book full of profanities <laughs> uh anyhow <laughs> he donated a million dollars to drury university in drury uh, in springfield missouri drury in missouri yep and why what so? are they doing there <coughs> well, Barker graduated from the small liberal arts oh. school in 1947 with a degree in economics. Wow. Yep. And uh, he hopes the school will eventually be able to offer a program of studies that would train them to be animal rights activists and to respect animals. But there's a professor there now who's already an animal rights professor? Um, well, he uh, he set up this uh, as, uh, I think it's to set up a, uh, a space for a new professorship. And it oh, went, it went to uh, Patricia... McEkern, a professor uh, of French who will work full-time to develop what Barker and McEkern said so would be sh- the nation's first undergraduate program in animal rights. She's not wow, getting She's awesome. not getting a million dollars. Um, the, pro- the school gets the money to set up the program? Yeah, well, basically, um, well, last year he gave the school a million dollars to establish what is called the Drury University Forum on Animal Rights, uh, which led to an undergraduate course in animal ethics. And, uh, and so... Wow. There That's you go. Awesome. Bob Barker, which uh, game show is that? The Price is the Right. The Price is Right. Come on. He's, 
Did, didn't you know you he would um, have like adopt pets or spay and neuter your pets like when he was on the show? He yep. would spay pets on the show. He would stop. <laughs> so he was oh, like a doctor. Stop. Too. He asked viewers. He, a, he to asked spay viewers to spay and neuter, and I think didn't he and also now gently cut into the testes? Dun, 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 and didn't he dun, dun, also dun, 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 have like a make like, sure you use anesthesia, adopted. kids? Don't do this at home. I wish I had the theme song right now. <laughs> it's, stuck, it's stuck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> you know where you two can go. Was that the one to where like Bob Baca Hell? Where they had like people come out of the audience and like yes. bid on showroom items. Are you kidding me? You don't know the prices, right? <clears throat> I'm pretty sure they wore costumes and such. Yes. Um, costumes? Very yeah, silly. the the audience was encouraged to wear costumes. Wow. And, he had and, a very, and hold up signs and a very things. thin microphone as I recall. Yep. <laughs> yep. He, I don't think he ever gave up the, the skinny microphone. It was very svelte. Yep, such as yeah. I, I grew up with Bob Barker, you know, Me like too. at an early age. Me? It's not like our short, fat microphones here. No, and that's right. These yeah. poor things. Very thick. Um, <laughs> so there you go. How All about right. that? Let's hear it for Bob. Um, Shout out to the Barker. And in uh, in news of the weird, uh, the charges have been dropped against a police officer who was <gasps> caught having sex with cows. Oh my dropped. Lord. Oh yes. He looks like a cow. Yep. Wow. Uh, it's a, it's on a technicality. In Mount Holly, New Jersey, a former police officer accused of having a moonlight tryst with a group of cows will not be facing animal cruelty charges after all. As it turns out, bestiality is not a crime in New Jersey. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, yep. no. He was charged last year with, uh, with sexually assaulting three human girls, however. Ah. Uh, which, as we know, animal abuse, people abuse, hand in hand. <coughs> sure enough. And during the investigation, police say they found a video in his home that showed him sexually molesting cows. Oh, my God. Yep, he dropped his trousers and let the animals taste his genitals on the Southampton farm uh, in 2006. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. Whoa. Sorry, sorry. Well, I mean, it just goes to show that, like, how how uh, the society thinks about animals. You know, they're, you know, it's all right to molest animals. Well, the judge <laughs> said, I'm not saying it's okay. Well... If you're not giving them some kind of punishment, then you are saying it's okay. Yeah. Well, the thing was that the prosecutors failed to present sufficient evidence to jurors that proved that A his video? alleged actions, in fact, tormented the cows. Oh, yeah. I think it, it, you could say it, it sort of uh, uh, was an affront to their dignity. Well, it's true. I mean, the, but, like uh, eating cows is a lot more um, harmful to them than letting them lick you. But That's true. And uh, I don't know. I don't, we're going we're to give people weird ideas now. I mean, I think it's, we. I think we got to go in a new direction here. What else? <laughs> well, Stay away from the cows, kids. The USDA shut down a Vermont slaughterhouse on Friday. Yay! After an undercover investigation revealed numerous cases of alleged animal abuse. Um, quote: No one's happy about the slaughterhouse," said Lisa Brown, a neighbor of Bushway's slaughterhouse for the past twenty years. Uh, Brown and others who live nearby have complained about the smell and the noise. There are some neighbors that have started a petition at times," she said. Uh, none of which really did anything. But now the slaughterhouse is closed. The USDA and the Vermont Agriculture Agency raided the Grand Isle facility and shut it down after an undercover investigation allegedly revealed shocking cases of animal abuse. A member of the U.S. Humane Society mm -hmm. spent seven months working undercover at the plant. That investigator carried a hidden camera and documented young calves being slaughtered while they were still conscious. <sighs> Others were kicked, slapped, and repeatedly shocked with electric prods. A 2007 Humane Society investigation revealed abuse of downed cows at a California slaughter plant, prompting the largest meat recall in U.S. history. The Grand Isle plant is USDA-inspected. 
U.S. Agricultural Secretary Tom Vilsack said the scenes in the video are unequivocally unacceptable and says his agency will conduct a criminal investigation. Uh, the Vermont Attorney General has also been notified. Workers at the plant declined comment. Ron Bushway, an owner of the plant, told WCAX Channel 3 that most of the scenes recorded in the video are standard procedure in the industry, which I know we know. Yeah. Um, you know, so there you go. Yet another, I mean, anytime you bring a camera in, this is what you get. Any, virtually any Yeah, you can't, like, have a factory of <coughs> violence without uh, people getting carried away and becoming more and more dehumanized. Yes, it's true. You can't, uh, you can't just go to the grocery store and pay for meat and think that you're innocent of horrible crimes being committed against humanity and against animals. Yep. Even if you're eating local stuff. Meanwhile, in England, at Windsor Castle, that big place that I visited last year, mm. looks kind of like a big warehouse. Mm. Uh, a, a, a warehouse full of antiques. England's most famous house, Windsor Castle, is hosting an international group of religious delegates for the celebration of faiths and the environment. Many heavens, one earth, faith commitments for a living planet. They're meeting from November 2nd through 4th, so it ended yesterday. And the menu is vegan for a day. How about that? The efforts of catering to more than 200 faith and secular leaders from the world's leading religions, including leaders from the from uh, Baha'ism, Buddhism, Christianity, Taoism, Hinduism, Islam, Judaism, Shintoism, and Sikhism, Ismism? Is the Supreme Master going to be there? Uh, she there? No, she couldn't make it, except <laughs> ma- she might have been there by satellite. <laughs> it resulted in Windsor Castle de- deciding delicious vegan cuisine was the best menu option. All right. Yep. And uh, by the way, delicious vegan cuisine is pretty much par for the course with vegan cuisine. I wonder if they had <laughs> Veggie Brother meatballs mailed to them. Maybe. That would have fooled them. <laughs> The po- the Pope would have been like this. Just tastes like uh, how's the Pope talk? <laughs> not, not like that, my friend. <laughs> this tastes just like altar <laughs> you, boy. You just sounded like oh. like like Archie Bunker. I don't That's think the Pope is into altar boys. He's like into bishops or something. I don't know. Every time I see a picture of him, it kind of creeps me out. I think he's into being creepy. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, still have that funny car. I the, the Pope, Pope mobile. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> That's the best part about being the Pope. It's true. <laughs> You know, you think he takes that thing out late at night for like a <laughs> a joyride or anything? Going to pick up prostitutes. Derek. What? There's no way to talk about the Pope. I'm sorry, Catholics. You know? I, 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 I don't believe in anything. He's tra- trying in his... <laughs> 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 so you're a nihilist? I, <laughs> I don't believe I'm really here, actually. Well, in a certain way, you're right. Anyhow, the meeting represents the first time in world history that an internationally coordinated commitment to world religions to the environment has been organized. How about that? All right. Yep. It comes uh, one month before the Copenhagen Climate Change Summit in December. Mm. So, so there that, you have it. Yeah. Hey, good, good job, Windsor Castle. Good choice. Um, you know, I don't know what it is. Like, they always have to be like, well, they're religious, so we <laughs> should be nice to them because <laughs> they might be sensitive. Um <laughs> But it's but you know if someone came there like you know me, they'd be like ah oh, just scrape the cheese off yeah scrape the cheese off there laddie. <laughs> <laughs> laddie. <laughs> that would be the that would be the Scottish the Scottish like, waiter. Yeah, where'd that laddie come? I in? don't know. <laughs> That's how the uh, religious people talk these days. <laughs> yep. The religious, <clears throat> the religious Scottish people. Religious. Let's see. In American diet news. 
diet sodas may cause uh well actually they've they may impact kidney function is, I, the, is the actual headline yeah here. i gotta diet what soda is the, the deal biggest with diet soda? scam ever i know put on to the people yeah i know well here's the thing like putting these <laughs> weird milk. chemicals into your body it's so strange i don't yeah, get it yeah it is well they've been linked to a reduction in kidney functioning according to an emerging study cited by webmd while diet sodas may help in keeping caloric intake down uh which, you know, also eating sand also also does that. <laughs> the beverages might be doubling the risk of kidney function decline, said WebMD. The research looked at women who consumed two or more diet sodas daily and found they experienced a 30% decrease in a measure of kidney function based mm-hmm. on a large follow-up, said WebMD, referring to research that was just presented at the yearly meeting of the American Society of, Society of Nephrology in San Diego, California. Not to be confused with necrology. No, we do not want to <laughs> confuse those two, my friend. 30% is considered significant. Yes, it is. It's statistically significant. It might even be clinically significant. Said researcher Julie Lin, MD, MPH, assistant professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School and a staff physician at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston. Wait, where did she find the time? Oh. She noted that this is especially true given the most participants began the study with what were considered well-preserved kidney function levels. So there you go. They they used uh, three thousand two hundred fifty six women, with a median age of sixty seven, um, who were also uh, participating in the nurses health study, and they provided dietary details that also included what they ingested in the form of sweet drinks such as sugar sugar sweetened uh, drinks or soda, and artificially sweetened soda, uh, which explained the sugar sweetened drinks include soda fruit juices, punch, iced tea, things like that. The new research reviewed cumulative average beverage intake. It was compiled from food questionnaires. Completed in 84, 86, and 1990. So this is kind of a long, a long ago uh, group of data. And I know people just drink more of everything now, don't they? Than <laughs> and they did back then. Yes. More and bigger. Have you noticed the big gulp now comes with a strap? <laughs> 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 so you can carry it over your back. Sick. Strap on drinks. <clears throat> Let's strap in a hose. Um, kidney function was compared over time and revealed a 30% decline in 372 or 11.4% of the participants connected to consuming at least two artificially sweetened sodas daily. Uh, the level looked at what was uh, the glomerular filtration rate, a measure of kidney function. Want to lose weight? Drink water. Yep. I know. Come on, What is kids. your problem? Yep. So here's the thing. Some 20 million Americans experience some evidence of chronic kidney disease, uh, and uh, these diagnoses have seen a doubling in the past 20 years. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you <laughs> at all. <laughs> Oh, come on. That was a good one. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. And also there's the issue of benzene, which uh, ends up, you know, like some of these uh, artificial sweeteners end up um, breaking down into benzene, which is a fuel additive. Oh, my God. Um, Nice. It's a dangerous toxin linked to leukemia and other cancers of the blood. uh, Somebody help us, please. What was the first saccharin or what was the first? uh, Saccharin was Pretty yeah, big one. Saccharin that might was the even one be that turned into chlorophyll or Chlor- no, not chlorophyll. Uh, what's that that they preserve bodies with? Yes, Chlor- chloroform. Chloroform. Not chloroform. chloroform? Neither. No, chloroform oh, puts you to sleep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not hydrochloric acid either. <laughs> Come on, Scott. Don't a toy bunch with of scientists. Us. Just we tell got us what here. it is. <laughs> I can't. Remember. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do. I've I've been saying it for like it starts months. Starts with a C. It does. <laughs> All right, listen. On the next show. Call in, tell us what we're talking about. I know. What are we talking about? 
It'll come back. It'll come to me in the middle of the show. Well, we should probably get to our guest pretty hey. soon. Is there any more uh, big news we need to get out there? Uh, let's see. Hmm. Uh, uh, children with E. coli. It's like the uh, recall of the week. <laughs> um, this week's recall. Basically, we gotta do some. We gotta do some like segments like that. A plea to the Prime Minister of Australia on uh, the ritual slaughter of animals. Please don't do it. Yeah, a pet a pet cat here in the U.S. caught swine flu. Really? Wow. Now that's news. Yeah, check it out. Google it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, major concerns remain over, remain over lead bullets in hunted meat. Um, because obviously they 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 blow up and it, and ends up hmm. putting a lot of little pellets of lead. So there's still uh, there's still some concern over that, and that's a story. Is that how the hunters all get brain damage? Um, it could be. Do they all? I don't know. We'll have to find they out. They seem about to that. have some kind of mental dysfunctions. We'll do a study on that. And okay. uh, yep. So there you go. That's that's kind of the big news this week. Pretty much almost all of it. The other the other bit being, hey, how about that Natalie Portman? She's still. She's still she's vegan. Still, still vegan, vegan after a week. She's yep. still cute and still vegan. Yep. Oh man, always yeah. a story. When's she coming on our show? <coughs> we gotta uh, get her in the studio. Yeah, we gotta get her pretty soon. I think you know. <laughs> <laughs> she's our peer, uh, you know. In, All right. In entertainment. <laughs> so, uh, well, seems like there's. Uh, I'll even shave my head and cry. No surprises. This is. Amanda Rogers, once again, our favorite new vegan musician, doing a cover of one of my favorite songs.
Vegan Radio, and uh, we're back. You're listening to WXOJ LP Northampton 103.3 FM, which is a Pacifica radio affiliate, and uh, you might be catching us on podcast by now, but uh, right now, uh, you can check us out at veganradio.com or wherever else you might <laughs> find a podcast. Yep, you'll find us on Facebook, you'll find us all over the place. Facebook? Oh yep, my God. It's true. We've got a presence. How'd we get there? Everybody ends up there eventually. Uh, so we have <clears throat> Michael Balducci from the Veggie Brothers. Are you there, Michael? Hi. Hi. How you doing? I'm excellent. I, I can barely hear you. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that means everything's working. Yep, everything's back to normal here. <laughs> Hurrah. Oh, I can hear me. I had wow. Megan's voice turned off. I, yes, I see that. If you could have heard us if, if I had her mic on. Yeah, and we might funnel all our questions through Megan. <laughs> That'll make it easier. <laughs> Sounds much better now. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, the the phone line is uh our we our guests have this problem. I don't know why. But uh we're working on it. We have our best people on this problem. Indeed. Indeed. All right. And top anyway, men, top men. So uh we we met you. Did we meet you or or someone from your organization at the uh, Veggie Pride Parade this summer? Yes, we did. I I, I met you. Uh, it was really nice meeting you. I met with I met we I met you uh, in a tent with um I believe there was a let's see there was there was a, a vegan American vegan um, the vegan American vegan society was in the tent and there was a couple of nice ladies one was a uh, one had just come out with a, a cookbook uh, of a great vegan chefs oh um, yeah that's a good one and then there was another nice lady I'm, I, I'm, I, forgive me for forgetting the names uh, who uh, who had a, a nice uh, 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 vegan book that just came out on um, desserts. And I uh, tried some cupcakes that you had. We were really good, and uh, we had a good time. It's it's it, it, it's it's nice when they have these events. It, it, it's a shame they you know they're they're not more oftenly held and, uh, and in more places. But it's it's a great opportunity, like like what we did. We you know we meet other people and you know, networking. Doing, it's doing all about networking. We're doing have the same goals, have the same ideals, and uh, and just trying to turn this uh, upside down world right side up again. <laughs> tell, tell us what Veggie Brothers is all about. Oh, um, <clears throat> Veggie Brothers is—it's uh, about a lot of things. One thing it is—it's an indulgence of mine because I'm a food nut, you know. And I, here, I, here. Um, uh, it's a, it, uh, what it is. And I'll give you the answer. It's an online vegan restaurant that features vegetarian versions of America's favorite comfort food dishes. Uh, made in small batches by an award-winning vegan chef and cookbook author. That's my partner, Mark Rasmussen. And uh, it's, um, we've got over 80, pro- I think at least 60 products, soups, appetizers, side dishes, entrees, breakfast items, just launched desserts. And um, it's, uh, you can go online at veggiebrothers.com and, and you, can, you can check it out. It's, it's, uh, they're they're uh, vacuum-sealed, they're frozen, it, they're boilable pouches, and you can drop them in boiling water, and they're done. You put them in the freezer, and you take them out whenever you want. And and it's an indulgence of mine because I'm a food nut, and I'm very busy. I don't have the time to cook all the time. And uh, also wanted to bring relationships um, better with my make make my relationships better with my family and friends who I alienated, unfortunately, when I first became vegan. I went. I was. I became vegan back in 1999. I was very ill. And I, I got over a lot of health conditions, um, 
that uh, you know regular doctors couldn't couldn't solve. Uh, I was I was also suffering from anxiety and depression, and uh, I was in the real estate business, and I was buying some investment property and uh, bought my first property with a partner, and the building burned down. I didn't have the right insurance, oh my God. and I came up with money. We came up with money to give to a, a contractor, and then he walked off with the money. So, yeah, I'm, uh, most people would <laughs> go into a tailspin after that, and I did. You must live in New York City. And I, <laughs> I, I was talking to my doctor, and I, I said, look, I don't want to be on this medication. These are benzodiazepines and tricyclic drugs. They have tremendously harmful side effects, and you know, the doctor said, well, you know, you, you got to do what you got to do, and, and, and but I think hmm. you should be on them, and you'll probably be on them the rest of your life. And I said, bull. And I was listening on the radio to uh, um, um, uh, Gary Knoll, who had a detox program going on in New York City, and I was living in Jersey City, which is very close to Jer- New York City at the time, and I went in every other week, and I nine months later, I was completely off the medication, and, and, and I lost 25 pounds in the first three months, and all these other wonderful things happened, and I changed my life, and it was just, it was a 360, and I got so involved in, in wanting to help people. I also went to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, because I wanted to get some credentials and, um, and some licensing to, 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 to help and, and teach people um, how, to, how to eat healthier and have a better life, but during those first few years, I was on a very bland and tasteless diet, you know, Sort of macrobiotic, and 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 in no disrespect, it's a great diet. And, and and but what I was doing was kind of bland and tasteless. No one wanted to be around me. And I took my parents, and these are Italian Americans from Queens, New York, who you know, <laughs> don't want to know nothing about vegan or vegetarian or health food or go near a health food store or know anything about organic. And I took them to the best restaurants, whether it's Angelica Kitchen or Candle Cafe. And I took them, and they didn't want to know nothing. And it wasn't until I went down to the Jersey Shore and I stumbled upon this restaurant, and I went, oh, my God, I can finally have meatloaf again. <laughs> I can finally have meatballs, and my parents are going to love it. And sure enough, I brought them down to this restaurant, which is now, which was the restaurant my partner owned, and they, they loved it. And I said, I said, boy, this is hot. This is awesome. And I eventually you know, worked out a, a, an agreement where me and my, you know, we, 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 we made a, an alliance and we formed Veggie Brothers a few years later so I can bring this food to the, the masses, to, to the mass public, to, for anyone who's suffering out there with people who think you're nuts in your family. And um, you, you give them a meatball, you give them a chicken nugget that's completely <laughs> vegan. High protein, but high fiber, zero cholesterol. And you have them taste it, and they go, oh, my God, you're kidding me. Is that vegan? And the next thing that happens, I found, is that they start to become interested. And next, and a perfect example, my, my parents now start to shop in health food stores. My nearly 70-year-old parents are now starting to go back into the gym, all because of a lousy meatball. <laughs> well, I've always <laughs> said it's better to give someone a meatball than to throw blood at them. It's, it's, and it's, it's, see, I think there's a, there's a unseen but, but very real energy that's transmitted. And it, and it, says, uh, it says, hey, I, I care about you so much, and this is so important to me that I've, I've done everything I can. I give you every, exactly what you want. It tastes just like you want it. And as opposed to where they, I might have been throwing them, you know, broccoli and tofu and things that they wouldn't want, now I'm giving them this. And they say, you know, they're, they're, there's, there's like, there's some kind of shift that happens. It sounds like you're talking and about I, your kids. And, and, and <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, and I'm confident that this could happen with anyone. And I, and, 
And I, I know it because there's testimonials that just come in solicited, and it's just like, I gave my husband the hot and spicy buffalo wings, and now he's gone vegetarian, <laughs> and thank you so much. And this is, this is really happening, and, and uh, it's, 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 it's wonderful. I'm so appreciative to God that I have this opportunity to do this, that, that I, I, I can share this, this, this passion I have, that, that I, can make, I, I can present this food via this website for now, um, hopefully, eventually, we can do something packaged and get it in stores. But for now, via the website, where people anywhere in the United States and Canada can order it, get shipped right to your door. And even if it's once or twice over the holidays, especially when people gather around, it's it's so nice because I really it, it, my my family. This is going to be the second year that my 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 my, um, my family w- will eat my products from VeggieBrothers.com and not have any turkey, and they are nowhere near being vegetarian, but they do it. Because it's they to them it's a very it's it's they like the food and they they're they're kind of now more interested. I've coupled the food with some really good videos, like I show them John Robbins died for New America, Dr. Michael Clapper's died for all reasons. I show them um, delicate balance, and there's a new one that I like to show them. It's called Meet the Truth. They, that with the food, a little by little, they start to get it and they start to well, wake you don't, up. You don't show them the movies and the feed them at the same time, do you? <laughs> uh, no. <clears throat> Have you ever um, showed them the Supreme Master? Oh, oh, it's, it's uh, I've got what, what's uh, I've got one of the videos, and that's uh, matter of fact, they were giving that out at that uh, where we went, the planetary. I know we met you time, and the chance. Supreme Master on the same day. It was pretty amazing. Oh yeah, Supreme Master TV is just such an awesome resource, and. Uh, they're, they're, they they just do so much great research in terms of you know the latest cutting edge you know science behind you know the global warming and the vegetarian and the vegan diet and the, and it's just really phenomenal. I want to thank you guys too for a inviting me on the show and b doing what you guys do and you know allowing this forum for for us vegans to uh, you know to to have a voice and to 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 listen to other people you know. Um, you know, say you know, speak about their life and their experience, and uh, you know, it's just, it's just it's just important to bring us all together because there's a synergy in the numbers, and you know, hopefully we we can get those numbers bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, so we can you know slow down the rate of this planetary you know um, chaos. So you're 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 vacuum sealing and and freezing and sending food through the mail. <clears throat> do you have how many? Do you have? Is it all coming from one place? Uh, yeah, all, all 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 coming from our facility down in the Jersey Shore. Um, it's uh, so it's all it's all right at this point in time. You know, it's all be made. You know, by us. Everything. Wow. And we're, we're, awesome. And we're not. And what know, kind we're, of shipping we're, we're, we're do you use? Everything's to... vegan, and we use a lot of organic ingredients. And we use and and if it's not organic, at least it's non-GMO. And how do you how do you ship these things to get to like if you had to get to California or, or we, Canada uh, somewhere? We're on the East Coast, so it, it's like I think it's like somewhere like past the Mississippi, you know, Mason-Dixon line. There's a kind of you know people would be instructed to choose like at least a two day, otherwise one day, you know, just choosing ground it should get there in one or two days. Otherwise, they would have to put a two-day air, um, which is not so bad because we got a really discounted rate with UPS, and it's shipped in a in a recyclable cooler box, and we put dry ice in it. So it's you're going to get it in a good condition, and uh, it lasts in the freezer for, for a really long time. And if someone wanted to just put it in the fridge, 
you know, it's it's good for at least a week. I would say um, I wouldn't want to put past a week. Uh, I, I I think it could go past, but I, I encourage people to try to use it up within a week. And then order more. You know, <laughs> I, I I do eat this personally, honestly. I, I do eat our food every day. Do you eat it? And f- I, do, I, you, I do, do you put I it in a boiler bag first, work. or you just you just eat I, it fresh I from do the factory? Blood work to make sure you know <laughs> this is working because I don't want to you know do this and uh, you know it's not working. So uh, my C-reactive protein and C-reactive protein is is the number one marker for like you know heart disease. It, it measures inflammation. And uh, I, I love some of the some 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 you know doctors or holistic practitioners. They look at me like, oh, you're eating you know fried chicken nuggets. I'm like, well, why is my C-reactive protein coming down? If fried chicken nuggets are you know they're vegan and they're you know it's based on soy or or, or a vegetable vegetable-based source, it's 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 an alkaline source. And, 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 and here, look at my blood work. And then they're just dumbfounded because my C-reactive protein is almost zero. I mean, it's just incredible how alkaline I am, yet I'm, I'm doing all these things. Now, granted, I do other things because I have a background in holistic health and nutrition. So I'm taking my supplements. I'm doing raw juices. I'm having a lot of green food in my diet, whether it's juices or, or, or salads and, you know, and, and, uh, and sprouts. So I, I kind of got a good diet going on, and I think it's ultimately – if I get the opportunity, I love to do you know some some um, a book or, or something to help educate people and give people a, a, a glimpse into what I'm doing because I feel what I'm doing it, it allows me to have my cake and eat it too, literally, where I can I can have healthy food, but I have enough room to 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 to, to you know to get a little you know um, uh, uh, to indulge and, um, and 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 as far as the blood work goes and my aging markers, it's 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 working out okay. You definitely seem to have a lot of energy. <laughs> so I, I see here that uh, the grilled flank steak that you have is uh, has more protein than a grilled and packed, a grilled uh, regular cow steak. See, that's true. How, how can you do this? How can you get protein from a plant? It's, it's <laughs> well, with, with most of our products, not all of them, but most of them are, have either soy or wheat, and then some of them a combination. I said not all because we, we, we are working on more and more gluten-free items. A lot of our soups are completely gluten-free and all organic. But, um, we do, but, but you get a lot of protein from wheat gluten products. And in, in Asia and in Japan, they've been eating seitan for, for hundreds of years, and it's been working really well. And so between seitan and tofu, which is wheat and soy-based products, you know, Asian cultures have been surviving on a vegetarian diet for many, 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 many years. And we all know, you know, from the China study and many other, other, other scientific research, um, they're doing a lot better in terms of their health markers than over here in the good old U.S. US of A. So, um, so I, I they're not as tall as we are, though. Yeah. Well, you know, we also like to be inflamed, so I think that's got a lot to do with it. <laughs> so you said you've got, uh, you said you got some new dessert items. What kind of stuff you got now? Okay, yeah, is it, do you yeah. boil your desserts, yeah, you're too? Talk, you're talking <laughs> to a guy who's got a big sweet tooth and a chocoholic. So um, All right. uh, we're just breaking out, breaking them out. We've got now apple pie, peach pie, blueberry pie, and also the, 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 the identical version with a crumb topping, which is my favorite. Um, and we have chocolate chip and oatmeal raisin. And we're going to come soon. It's not up yet. We're going to be coming out with fancy Italian biscotti, which is going to be an wow. almond flavor, chocolate chip flavor, a, a walnut, a cranberry, and a, um, a, pr- 
probably a lemon um, pecan, and uh, we're going to be coming out with a pumpkin pie and um, and a chocolate chocolate chip and a and a, and a, um, a peanut butter. And sometime in 2010, towards the end, because it's a lot of work to do, we'll be coming out with our cakes, like a you know a chocolate cake, a lemon poppy seed, a carrot cake, and you know a, a banana cake with mocha frosting and probably chocolate chips on it. So that's that's our that's our initial dive into desserts. I th- I think it's a it's it's a nice dive and it's um it's something we did a survey recently and and up until then we hadn't had the desserts and we asked what would you like to see on our site everyone was like desserts, desserts. <laughs> <laughs> of course so how do you go about boiling these pies when you get them <laughs> oh you're 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 a smart cookie all right <laughs> there's, there's some things that are not you know like like a veggie burger you just don't boil it you get a cookie like a regular burger our, our chicken nuggets and our and our and our and our puff pastry type dishes which are like the the pot pie or the um the uh the 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 the, the, the our take on a beef wellington which we call the wellington supreme which is grilled seitan medallions and portobello mushrooms in our house marinated in our house sauce uh, 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 as well as um a sautéed uh, organic spinach with garlic and olive oil, and it's stuffed inside a one-of-a-kind organic trans-fat-free puff pastry. These things are baked, and um, you know there's some so there's some things you bake, and obviously the pies you bake, and the cookies you don't need to boil, and um, but they still come in vacuum the vacuum sealed pouches because they're really you know these three these three milliliter pouches are really nice and they're 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 good type of packaging and they're very they they hold up really well and they're very solid. And, uh, you know, uh, again, with our survey, people seem to like most of our customers. We asked whether they, they're, in, they're microwaving or they're, you know, they're, they're dropping them in the boiling water. And they're using the boilable method, and I'm, I'm very happy to see it because I did some experiments when, before we started. And I did the paperboard tray, and I did the CPAC tray, and I did some other things. And I found with the boilable method, okay, uh, that, that when you're cooking something and it's got it, – it, it, it can't escape. So if I put something in a, a tray, it, it maybe it's eight ounces when it goes in, but then there's evaporation and condensation, and it and it and, and it maybe comes out seven and a half or seven and three quarters, whatever. But the boilable pouch, the, 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 nothing can go anywhere until you cut open the pouch. So as they're boiling, and the, and, the, and the juices and the flavors are all like kind of contained in the pouch, and they're bouncing off each other. And we do things in a certain way where we know exactly, you know, what what how to cook this. So that we can leave a little extra room for you, for, for the customer to, to finish it through and, and just to kick up the flavors, because that's another feature of what you know what we do. That this, we wanted to make food so it's so authentically flavorful that somebody who is not you know vegetarian and really is going into it before they taste it with all this negativity behind them and oh it's going to taste horrible. We really knock them knock them on their butt when they taste it and go, oh my God, I uh-huh. never thought this could be so flavorful because it's an uphill battle. And so we have to get, um, you know, uh, people who are traditionally used to a lot of, you know, um, flavor, we, you know, uh, we got we to gotta get it somehow uh, so that they understand that this is not a bland and tasteless diet. Um, this is something that you could, you could live on for, for forever and not get sick and tired of it. We got so many varieties and it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's a wonderful pleasure. And I think, um, you know, it's it's true. We're we're famous for fooling an Italian wedding with our meatballs, <laughs> and fooling a Jewish grandmother with their chicken noodle soup. We this is so authentic. The Who is this Jewish grandmother? <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> the peop- yeah, the people are like, wow, how do, how do you do that? So uh, it's 
you know, again, it's it's an uphill battle. We got to convince people yeah. through 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 through, um, through the taste buds, and then eventually we open up their consciousness a little bit to let let us slip in a couple of issues, you know, about animals and 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 nicely and lovingly and gently, and we eventually we get we get the people we love to join us and in 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 our lifestyle and our in our in our beliefs and and uh, and um, you know help help turn this world around. I always say with vegan food that it, it has to be better than non-vegan food because of what you're talking about. Because it is such an uphill battle, it has to be, you know, fantastic to get people to change their minds. Those, the you're so right. Wouldn't you agree that most of us vegans are foodies? Like, yes. Like, we, <laughs> like, we just live for food. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just lazy myself. <laughs> no, I, I am a t- total foodie and I, I i often i kind of think about that i'm like was i such a foodie before i became a vegan but i think there are just a lot of a lot of vegan converts who once once they come to veganism they they want to have all those different you know entrees and tastes that they had before they were vegan you know so i don't know so maybe we just become foodies how about this how about the fact that when we become vegan and we get rid of all that sludge that's piled up on our tongue and all that because you know that it gives us and once we're vegan and vegetarian for a while we we start to let our taste buds taste real food Ah, and not some kind of slaughtered carcass that's kind of like you know messing up with our taste buds because they ought not to be on there yeah i think that we with that along with the vegetarian vegan diet becomes you know gives us more energy it's we have this more passion about food because it tastes so much better. Mm. I mean, let's face it, you're, you're right. It's got to taste better, and it does taste better. Oh, yeah. Food tastes so much better than non-vegan food. Absolutely right. Once you get rid of the tongue sludge, it's all uphill. <laughs> Downhill. Well, I, 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 when I was in the, you know, you know, in the uh, Institute Uh-oh. of Integrative Nutrition, they were, they were speaking about that there's, like, there's some science or something that's like, like this, like a, almost... You can't see it, but it's like, like almost like a layer on the tongue. That's like um, almost like a cellophane layer. It's like transparent, and and it's on there. And it, when you change your diet and you, you know, kick up some of these things that um, that have been there for a while, and that's why they they recommend a lot of other uh, um, uh, individuals um, uh, you know, recommending to when you change your diet to 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 to, to uh, uh, get into the habit of using a tongue brush. A, yeah. A tongue, a well, tongue we know uh, all our listeners brush their tongues every day, so we know that. <laughs> well, Michael, we're uh, we're about out of time here. But it's awesome. It's been a real pleasure having you on. This this sounds like a oh, great idea, you. and it, it gives people who uh, don't live near a vegan restaurant a good option to uh, to have some amazing vegan food. And what's your website again? It's Veggie Brothers, www.veggie.com. B-R-O-T-H-E-R-S dot com, VeggieBrothers.com, all spelled out. And um, it's uh, first-time customers get 10% off on their first two orders. And if you, you're not interested in placing an order, it's time to sign up for our newsletter. We'll give you a free ebook with over 100 recipes and a couple other cool things. Awesome. Okay, well, thanks so much. And yes. hopefully Thank we'll you. see you at Veggie Pride next year. God bless you. <laughs> all right. Happy holidays. You Happy too. holidays. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> so. Awesome. That was great. Just pretend you didn't hear anything about that 10% discount. Listeners. <laughs> 10% of what? Exactly. 10% of your conscience will be assuaged with every order. Well, that's great. I, I can't wait to uh, try out the stuff, find out what it's all about. He was full of energy yes. on a vegan diet. Absolutely. Right. Uh, you're listening to Vegan Radio on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM. 
Full of vim and vinegar. Up next is Scene Red Radio with Tony Udell. On Valley Free. The amazing communist of the valley. (laughs) (laughs) Rock on, listeners. It's your red scare for the night. (laughs) 